managing notifications is a hidden cost and planning out exactly like which device do you use for what like that's a hidden cost unless you unless you want your ipad to become like a 700 netflix machine Welcome to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. Uh, I'm Angelo. I am a mostly web developer these days. And I'm Frank, iOS developer extraordinaire. Frank, it's been a little while since our last episode, which was to kick off, you know, season two with scare quotes. Um... <laughs> what have you been up to? What, what, what took us so long? Oh my God, I've been up to so many things. Um, I gave my first conference talk. That's a, that's a milestone. That's huge. How did that go? Uh, it went well, honestly. Um, it was really scary. I was, I was actually the last to speak. So that builds up a lot of pressure. <laughs> so I did not enjoy the conference at all. <laughs> the whole time you've, you spent just kind of like sitting in the, in the green room fretting I, Pretty I much. What that, that's what that's what I felt. Like. But honestly, like the conference was incredibly well organized. So I spoke at SwiftTO, by the way, which is uh, an iOS development conference in Toronto. This was the first edition, and it was like surprisingly well run for a first edition conference. That's amazing. That makes such a good a, yeah. A big they were difference. on time. Like the food was good. Uh, everything went like really smooth. I always knew where I had to be. Like it was, it was really well done. At least that takes some of the pressure off of like, you know, um, there's a plan and things are going according to plan. So all I have to worry about is how badly I was. <laughs> Pretty <screw> much. Up. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I I sunk a lot of time into this, like especially since so like my talk was on Swift UI and like moving apps to Swift UI, which is the new. Um, UI development framework for, um, from Apple. Right. And right now it's in beta, right? <laughs> so every week or every other week, there was always like a new beta coming out from Apple. So my goodness, I've spent so much time in the past month, like just upgrading, like, you know, like upgrading to like the newest version of Catalina and upgrading like my iPad to the newest version of iOS and waiting for like Xcode betas and my goodness. It's just, uh, you know, three months of living in instability. It's, it's pretty much, it's great. The most wonderful time of the year. But I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself because, you know, in the past for something like this, I would have started, like, I would have like built this like at the last minute, you know, like I would have waited until, you know, really, I had no other choice but to put my talk together. Uh, but actually, this, like, what happened is I started maybe, like, two, three weeks before. I only had, like, maybe a month's notice that I was, like, actually chosen as a speaker, which I wow. thought was pretty short. <laughs> but regardless, so I, I started the talk, I started, like, really building the talk, like, maybe three weeks before. Um and it, it was just like an iterative process, you know, like I would like go through the slides, figure out like what I wanted to talk about. And then I would refine, like I would practice that, refine, practice, refine. And it actually ended up like turning out pretty good. That's awesome. It's yeah, no it small was... feat. That's the first time you've given like a conference level talk beyond, you know, just that local meet meetups and stuff, right? Right. Um, but those local meetup talks, like, without those, I think this would have been a lot more daunting. Yeah, no kidding. So that was that was my world for, like, the past month. <laughs> right on. What, what about yourself? Uh, my world has been uh, kind of a blend of um, tight deadlines on some projects at work. And then vacation, which was really nice. And then coming back with like, I don't know, and, and coming down with some virus. So I, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I was uh, I was a, a little bit down for the count uh, about a week ago. 
uh, I think the most important thing that I did in the last month was take a vacation. Uh, so we went away to, to Portland, Maine, and just relaxed, ate some good food, um, walked around, got some sun, and generally disconnected. But you know what I noticed is that even though I was on vacation, uh, and this is really annoying, there's just this muscle memory in my thumb where I unlock my phone and right away tap Slack to check and see, you know, what's going on at work. Oh, no. I know, right? And it took a couple of days to break that habit, you know? So I'd, I'd open Slack and, and right away be, wait, what am I doing? I'm on vacation, you know, and, and get rid of it. Um, and, and, you know, Glitch is the type of place where... Um, they tell you go big and go home, you know, don't you, you're on vacation. Uh, we refuse to talk to you. We will not acknowledge your questions <laughs> or, or whatever. Well, not quite to that point, but you know, they very, very much encourage that you take time for, uh, for rest and recharge, which is really important. Right. And, and it, it did a lot of good, you know, it, it, it took a good 72 hours of being back in Montreal before I started getting frustrated with everything. So that's, that's gotta be a record of something. <laughs> Um, but I cannot, you know, um, I, it's, it's really interesting. Like we talk a lot about, uh, stuff that makes you productive, you know, and it's weird how a thing like vacation makes you way more productive than, you know, uh, sorting out some script or whatever to automate a thing, you know, like, is that just me? Well, yeah, I guess because when you take a step back, you get to like refocus on like what's really important, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, there was a great thread uh, on Twitter that I can't remember, so I'm going to have to look for it and put it in the show notes, where somebody was talking about how the you know one of the key ways to improve your developer productivity has nothing to do with whether you're using Vim or Emacs or, uh, you know, like using Git commit hooks or whatever. It's just get a good night's sleep and take care of yourself. And that's going to have the biggest impact on your ability to write good code and, and, and ship quality software and make good decisions. Um, and that's true. You know, it really does. I mean, I, I notice it. The more I'm caught up with all kinds of stuff that's going on, the less able I am to um, to make clear decisions or to understand why I'm making decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and the more mired I am in, like, my, my current anxieties and whatever, the more likely I am to, you know, fall into bad habits and, and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah, that's been, that's been a very... Uh, very front of mind for me, just because of how it um, it, it really came to the fore. Coming back from vacation, and being like, "Oh, I can," you know, I feel like I can breathe and I can I can think, and everything was wrapped up ahead of vacation, and yeah, felt good. Yeah, this is kind of on my mind too because uh, so, like, I run my own business, right? I've been doing this for five years and it's mostly like a one person show. Right. And, uh, so Shelly, my girlfriend and I were, um, so we're expecting a baby in like a month. You heard it here first. It's an exclusive <laughs> scoop. And the thing is that like paternity leave in a one person business is like, I'm not quite sure how that works. You know, like I'm not convinced that I'll really be able to, switch off and be, you know, like a hundred percent, um, in family time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is that stressful for you? Is that like injecting some kind of anxiety in, in your life right now? Um, I wouldn't call it anxiety, but it's definitely mm -hmm. like, you know, this like low level, uh, Okay, let's call it anxiety. Sure, <laughs> I was about to say that, you know. <laughs> that, like, that, that, that does sound like anxiety. Um, like, but really, I feel like for the past five years, I've had like this 
background process sure. yeah. running in my head that's always been, you know, crunching on the business mm-hmm. and thinking about like, oh, how can I, how can I create new revenue? You know, like how, like what, what are like the, the, the deadlines for taxes, for example, you know, like all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, right, right. Absolutely. And, I mean, despite the fact that these things are captured in systems and like, I know they're going to happen. There's always like this kind of thing going on in the background where like, I'm thinking about optimizing these things or, you know, like maybe considering going down a different route. Right. So and I wonder what will happen with that. Well, okay. So um, not that this will be a vacation for you. Absolutely not. But how does that work for you when you do take a vacation? Or maybe a better question is like, how often do you take a vacation? To me, vacation is essentially not having client work. Mm-hmm. So like between contracts and stuff. Exactly. And that vacation, I still do like tons of like tons of business stuff. Like I'm still doing... Uh, like accounting, for example, I'll do like right. my bookkeeping and, you know, like small things, but these things still need to get done. Yeah, of course. I, I you know, you're going to have those kind of uh, administrivia type tasks throughout the year, but you can sync that so that you get the opportunity to go away and just disconnect a little bit, which, you know, I just said I did exactly that and I still found myself swipe to unlock go right to slack and i don't even know why i'm doing it so yeah so so yeah anyways we'll see we'll see what happens um but that's definitely something that's on my mind and that i'm actually curious to see like you know how i'm going to deal with this and how future frank will handle this problem (laughs) yeah it's, it's not your problem it's future frank's problem right so exactly but you uh, you know you did say you've got systems in place and and so on so things are going to get done um yeah uh it's i do hope you are able to take some time because it's gonna be i think really important for you uh just you're gonna need it i think you know (laughs) like not not because like um for for many reasons of course but you know uh yeah, it's 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 a big thing. Yeah, it's a, my body is ready. Well, that's that's a start. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it, it's kind of like just another example of external forces that kind of affect your, you know, you know, the way you do things and your routines and your habits and whatever. And, you know, uh, that can be uh, just uh, something that's, that's planned, you know. Yes, this is a thing we're, we're doing, you know, uh, like I'm planning on, on moving. And so uh, that's going to be in a little under a year. So I can put things in motion, but that's still going to be a big disruption for yeah, us, for sure. right? Uh, or, you know. Uh, even something as small as uh, there's a breaking change in a theme that I created for the Hugo uh, static site generator. Uh. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, like half of the themes that are in their gallery broke because of it. So uh, out of the blue, one day I get a message on Twitter saying like, hey, you want to maybe check this out because we've uh, we've temporarily rolled it back, but um, that's going to break again and you should fix it or we're going to pull your theme from the gallery. And, I, you know, this isn't something that is particularly important, but now I feel this urgency to get it done. Um, so, like, how do you cope with these external forces that kind of throw monkey wrenches into your plans. I, I think that's kind of the, you know, getting to the, the crux of things, you know, like a vacation is kind of a, a monkey wrench in my day to day, in my routines and my habits. Right. Um, and like, how open are we to disconnecting and saying, Hey, I really should not be doing this today. 
Yeah. So about that, I feel like, so there's two parts of this. There's one, so there's one area where I, I know I can definitely improve and that is in delegating more because I mean, the fact that, you know, say if I'm, if I'm like incredibly ill for two weeks, the fact that nothing gets done and there's a whole like backlog of tasks that gets like piled up, like that doesn't seem like a sustainable way to run a business. Right. Yeah. It's the uh, lotto proofing, I guess kind of aspect yeah so there's definitely that but as for like the monkey wrenches they just you know they just get like thrown into the system and then they get done (laughs) pretty much i think it's more like the doing part that's um that can be problematic especially when i'm taken out of the equation yeah sure um i know sean blanc has been talking a lot about uh, his new margin course. I, I yeah. know we've we've both taken uh, courses by uh, Sean Blanc. Um, I don't intend on 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 taking this one, but I do think that this is one of those things that helps a lot. You know, just giving yourself mm-hmm. downtime and giving yourself time to process. We've talked about introspection in past episodes. You know how that's really really important for being able to um, analyze how things went, you know, what can be improved on, what we learned, how to move forward from here. That's great. Um, and and having margin, building, you know, breathing room into your, into your life makes that really important. It uh, makes that possible. So it's really important. Yeah. And, and speaking of like introspection, I find that, you know, often when we like push things off, it has much more to do about how we feel about the task than about, you know, like time management or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's why, like I was asking about vacation, you know, um, or just looking at it myself, um, how, how it's had a positive impact on me. Um, I took a a staycation where you just, you know, take time off and stay at home. And I felt more exhausted going back to work than when I started that, <laughs> you know, that break, which was not mm-hmm. great. Um, uh, cause I wasn't able to disconnect. There wasn't the ability to just say, well, this is a complete change of scenery. And therefore I have to like force myself out of the, the, the work habits that I have and, and, and whatever else. Um, but yeah, it, it it's true. I, I think that uh, calendars and task managers and whatever are, they're important, you know, uh, for keeping things organized. But um, there was a, a New York Times article on why we, we, we procrastinate that you and I chatted about a little bit uh, mm-hmm. off, off air, sort of. And it was about negative emotions management being the thing that predicts whether or not you're going to be a procrastinator or not, you know? Right. Yeah. I have a, I have a really good example of this. That's really front of mind. Okay. Um, so for the past few months now, um, I've, so I've had this dentist appointment set up and it was like right at the same time as the conference. So, like, obviously, I can't go. Right. So, obviously, this, like, so this appointment needed to be canceled. Uh, that being said, like, this, um, this uh, clinic is actually, like, where my parents live. And I've been going there since I was, like, eight years old. Like, I have seen this dentist more consistently than some of my friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So in like canceling this appointment, I was actually, I was just going to tell them like, look, like don't reschedule. Like I'm going to go to a different clinic. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for me to go like, you know, all the way across town um, to you like have my teeth clean, you know, essentially. Sure. Uh, but there were like a lot of, like there were a lot of negative emotions like wrapped up in this, you know, like I've. You want like, to talk about they, them? Like what you were feeling? Yeah, totally. Like, I mean. I've 
like, first of all, they've seen me grow up, right? Like, right. Like I'm 32 now and like, they've known me since I was eight. Um, I've seen like some of the hygienists there, uh, like say for example, become grandmothers and they would tell me about their grandkids. Yeah. When when I, and when I would go get my teeth and I'd be like, Oh, Hey, like, how's, how's the, how's Raphael doing? They'd be like, Oh, he's doing good. He's four years old now. Right. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, that's a lot of history. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, kind of like cutting that off feels awful, you know, in a way I kind of feel like, um, I feel guilty a bit because, you know, I feel like, like, like we've both like say both sides of this equation. have put so much into these relationships that for me to just say like, Oh no, this takes too much time. Uh, I'm going to change clinics. Like that, like it feels bad. Yeah, for but, sure. But eventually, the so the the conference rolled around, um, and I think like the Monday before this is maybe like forty eight hours before my appointment, I was like, okay, now I really need to call them and tell them this, and you know, or else, or else, like what happens? Like I get like a penalty, and that's just awful for everyone. Right. So I called them. Um, I told them to cancel the appointment. I explained to them the situation and they're like, ah, you know, we're going to miss you. But, uh, you know, if you ever want to drop by, you know, come by and say hi and we'll, you know, we'll be, you know, we'll be happy to chat. And so like that phone call felt awful, but afterwards, holy crap, did I ever feel relieved. Yeah. And you had been putting it off for about how long to, uh, to cancel this? (laughs) Months. Yeah. Months. Yeah. Probably like like at, at least six months I've been putting this thing off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. It's just one of those little things that's going to you know just scratch away a little bit, you know, every day, and just keeps yeah, stra- and... scratching the skin and slowly starts to you know form some kind of ugly wound that you you, you know. And so, like, this has really gotten me thinking about exactly, like, like this type of, of, like, you know, emotion management being perhaps more important than, uh, than you know, like, task management. Because yeah. really, emotion management is not just, like, I don't want to do this. But it, there are also right. other emotions, like, boredom. You know, yep. oh, I don't want to do this task because it's going to be boring or, you know, maybe fear. Like, I don't want to do this task because it's going to be difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very much noticeable to me where the better shape that I'm in, like in my headspace, the better I do just across the board, you know, Um and there's this one course that I've been doing uh, of Jocelyn K. Glies called Reset, where she talks about tender discipline being really important for your ability to do things, you know, your ability to focus mm-hmm. and your ability to, to be creative and, and so on, where you pay attention to how you're feeling and you you know, you, you dig in on, well, why am I feeling this way? What's causing this? How do I, you know, uh, if I can understand what's going on here, um, and not judge, you know, but rather just say, okay, this is a thing I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this way? Okay. Um, and, and, and process those, those emotions. Uh, it, it makes a big difference in your ability to just set them aside and move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of pressure for us, like especially in a professional setting, to be kind of like disconnected from your emotions, right? And to be like a productivity robot. Yeah, it is. Um, and and it's, it's dumb. Straight up, we are human squishy beings with, uh, you know, we feel ways about stuff and it's going to affect us, whether we like it or not, whether we can recognize it or not, it's going to affect us. So... Uh, I think that so we're we're better off accepting it exactly and and dealing with it than pushing it aside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you, you mentioned boredom, 
as something. And I've got to say, I have noticed that I had gotten to a point where I wouldn't let myself get bored ever. And that was a bad thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't let me be okay with time alone with myself, you know, to just like be alone with my thoughts and, and entertain myself or, you know, think about things that are on my mind or whatever, you know, like I, I was just distracting myself all the time. Um, mm -hmm. and that's something that, you know, th th there's been some talk about that lately uh, about how, for example, um, parents are always very busy and therefore they're also doing the same kind of pushing, you know, very busy schedules onto their kids with, you know, go and do this activity and take that course and, and so on and so forth where kids don't have time to play anymore. And I think back to when I was a kid, um, yeah, you know, we had little activities that we would go to, uh, but we were also able to have a lot of time to just sit and play, you know, and just right. do our, you know, our thing, um, which I feel really, really grateful for. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying to let myself be okay with being bored a little more. Uh, so if I'm standing in line, I don't pull out my phone. You know, I just kind of look around and maybe interact with people or whatever. You, you, know? you look around at everyone else on their phone? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. <laughs> you notice that uh, right away. Absolutely. That's the first thing you see is that, like, everybody's walking around, you know, uh, developing those uh, those horns in the back of their skull because their heads are always down. I don't know if you saw that article. It's weird. <laughs> no, I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, apparently in Australia they uh, were running some studies and – uh, they notice that uh, teens that are using their phones a lot tend to be developing these little bone spurs in the back of their skull to help like support the head in that position of being like you know slightly tilted down looking at the phone huh. so yeah technology does impact evolution in some ways I guess oh my goodness our horns are growing yeah, well, you know, uh, that's that's just the joy of technology. Just one more great thing about tech. I'm 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 having one of those weeks or months where I'm just fed up with all gadgets in general. <laughs> Why is that? Like, uh, like, okay, things are cool, you know, gadgets and stuff, and 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 hardware is cool until it starts to be more trouble than it's worth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, my, my MacBook pro here, I don't know what's going on with it, but the bottom of the case is starting to bulge out. So it doesn't sit flush on a desk anymore. And I only noticed this like yesterday because it's always sitting in a laptop stand. You know, I never touch it. Um, so that, that sounds like a massive problem. Actually. Well, it seems like, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe it's going to have a little baby MacBook. I don't know. Or more likely the, um, the, uh, the battery might be bloating. So I've got to take it into the Apple store on Wednesday um, and, and get it checked out. And, and that's going to be a whole thing. And I don't want to deal with it because I just want to, you know, be able to do my work on this machine that I, you know, that costs thousands of dollars yeah and is not even you know three years old so that's irritating i have uh i have an apple watch it's a series two that i got nearly three years ago so it's fine you know it's it's okay it, it's it was better when it was new uh mm -hmm. but now you know, Siri works half the time. Uh, if I go on a run, it just doesn't record my heart rate anymore. It's just not interested. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so now I've got this thing. And I'm a watch person. I like having a watch. I've always worn a watch since I was a little kid, you know. Um, but now, what am I going to do? Like, do I get rid of this and go back to just a regular wristwatch that just tells the time? Do I 
get another one? Do I get just maybe, uh, you know, like a GPS watch for when I run, uh, which is mm. very rare in the first place, probably, you know, more rare than it should be. Like it, it's it's not a it's not a thing I really need to worry about uh, to be honest uh, and and just more broadly all of the data that I'm tracking with this I never look back on it I don't care do you know what I mean it's just for in the moment yeah. oh okay y- you know you're running and your heart's gonna explode so maybe you should switch to walking right but like I would know that anyhow. Because my heart is about to explode, you know? Right. Like, what's what's the point of this thing? Um, I, I I can see it being really valuable for people, you know? And I like that I never, ever, ever hear my phone, you know, uh, buzz because I get a tap on the wrist. But I'm getting taps on the wrist, and that's really annoying, you know? So I've also just been going through and turning off notifications on just about everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're making your smartwatch even dumber well i mean it's not it's not that smart anymore it's you know i don't know it's like just not really helpful it's more annoying because it frustrates me that it's not working up to the the expectations that i have so you know how smart is that yeah i feel like this is a hidden cost right and all gadgets really all technology yeah it, it it's something that we don't often take into account, but there's always like, like the cost of setting the thing up, right? The cost of, uh, I don't know, maintaining it over time. Like, is mm-hmm. this something that you are now going to rely on? Because if so, there's also the additional cost of needing to replace it when it no longer works. Exactly, and that's why uh, you know I've I've I I think that's maybe why I've embraced you know just using a notebook and a pen. For a lot of collecting my thoughts and, and planning out my, my days and my weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to worry about the battery on my notebook exploding and catching fire and, and burning down the building, you know. That's not a thing. That's uh, true. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm noticing how much, as you said, like m- what the maintenance cost of like this tech is in my life. Most of the notifications that I received in the last, you know, week have been completely inconsequential. There's literally nothing that's come in where it's like, okay, this is important enough to disturb me. And and that's right. the thing, right? Um, my phone has a switch that I turn on to say, do not disturb. Which means that by default, my phone is a device designed to disturb me, Right. That's the that's the I, the reasonable default that they came up with is like I, this I should suppose. be a disruption in your life. I I, I don't understand. Oh, it, it's it's not even like it's only now that I'm realizing this though that it doesn't make any sense. You know, I've always been somebody into their 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 gadgets and and their little toys and whatever, and it's only now that. It, uh, you know, I, I this could be just like I'm turning into a cranky old man. I don't know. But I just don't care about this stuff anymore. About the notifications and the, about the, you know, staying on top of like my timelines and like, who cares? You know, it's not impacting my life in any meaningful way. If it is, you know, for you, absolutely. Like, that's something that you should, you know take care of and and maintain and stay on top of. But for me, I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's a good reflection to have, right? It's, it's, it's important to take time back and think about like, like the idea is not for you to serve your phone, right? Your phone should be serving you. Right. Exactly. And like replace phone with like, you know, series two Apple watch, if you'd like, (laughs) or whatever. I, you know, I, I, Ended up getting an iPad a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, uh, to test some stuff out for work. And it's fine. It's an iPad. It, it Great. You know what? I never use it. 
<laughs> I just I did the testing that I needed to do, and now it you know like I I'm not gonna bring it to the couch to to read on. I'm I'm not gonna use it. I'm not gonna lug it around with me to do work while I'm out. I don't. Maybe I just haven't found a use case for it yet that I really um, uh, that really speaks to me. That's very possible, you know. But uh, I'm really starting to think that like a computer and a phone is all I really need, you know, as far as the tech in my life. Fair Which enough. and that's really weird for me to say. It's really weird for me to say because I've always been the type of person that, you know, runs out to get the latest new stuff. So, you know, yeah. my, my credit card is happy. At least your credit card is happy. Yeah, until the stuff breaks and then you have to replace it. But um But yeah, no, like for the iPad particularly, I feel like this happens to a lot of people where like they buy mm-hmm. an iPad and they're like, oh, wow, look at this shiny new thing. And, you know, two weeks later, they're like, where is it? Oh, it's under this pile of books. So you have an iPad. Yes. Do you find you use it um, a lot? Do you find that it's mostly redundant as compared to, you know, the combination of a phone and a laptop? Like, what do you think about this particular device? Um, I really like it. I love my iPad uh, specifically because because of the way iOS is set up. It kind of it's kind of built for you to focus on one thing. Sure. There are... And like, yeah, you can do like split pane multitasking. And yeah. Stuff. But generally, it's built for you to focus on either one app or one task at a time. Fair. Okay. And having that enforced at the operating system level for me is really nice <laughs> the unfortunate thing is is that i've upgraded this thing to ios 13 and the number one app that i've that i used to use on this thing which mm-hmm. is ulysses um that's like completely broken now until they until they fix it for ios 13 uh, well so, that's just the price of living on the edge you know i guess so but uh, like everything else works except for the one app that i use 80 percent of the time so that's a bit unfortunate, yeah. but, um, but when it comes to, you know, like really like the tasks where I feel like I need to focus in on a single thing and generally that's writing, mm-hmm. I find the iPad to be a wonderful device. Okay. That's fair. I, I haven't really done that much in the way of writing on it. Um, I, I have drafts installed and, you know. Um, just haven't really bothered. Do you you have like a keyboard case for it, or? Yeah, I have the whole. I have the Apple trifecta of right iPad, Apple Pencil, and the uh, Folio, the Smart Folio keyboard. I think it's right, called. right. Um, but the thing is that like this didn't happen overnight, right? Like yeah, bef- like before the iPad, I was writing like I was writing on my laptop, and it really took like it took time for me to like you know to learn the new motion of writing, which is like put the laptop aside, mm-hmm. take the iPad, only use the iPad. Yeah, right. But I'm glad I invested that time because it has paid itself back. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, maybe it is just a question of digging into what I can do with it. I'm sure it's going to be handy while mm-hmm. my laptop is out for repair, you know. <laughs> that's true. Uh yeah, so that's something. But uh, you know, it's also just one of there there's another just place where notifications are going to come in and stuff, you know. So there's also that yeah, well, like that's I guess it's kind of like the hidden costs of of these yeah. things, right? Like, yeah, managing notifications is a hidden cost, and planning out exactly like which device do you use for what, like that's a hidden cost. It is unless you unless you want your iPad to become like a seven hundred dollar Netflix machine. I don't. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if if that's something that you're, you know you're okay with doing by all means i'm not you know um i don't feel that we need to be working all the time either you know and it does for sure 
it does feel sometimes like uh, I'm trying to force things into a way to make me productive all the time, you know? And even at that, it feels like uh, sometimes I'll get this new app or this new device just so that I can just work on workflow tooling a little bit more, you know? Right. I feel like um, if we take this podcast and like project its limit to infinity, by the end of it, we're both going to become like potato farmers in some beautiful European country. And we'll be like, technology, what's that? So, yeah, you know what? Let's think about that a little bit. Why would that be the case? We both are, you know, very much tech oriented. Uh, mm-hmm. We both like um, working with and being able to, well, for me anyways, I don't want to speak for you, but one of the reasons that I'm drawn to writing code is because I can make my tools, you know, bend my tools to my will kind of thing and make things that are useful for people. So that's a thing. Um, I don't know if it's the same for you. Why then are we feeling like we need to get away from it? Perhaps because there's a bit of an imbalance. I mean, I got into tech because I feel like it's... You, you know how Steve Jobs said... Oh, now we're quoting Steve Jobs. Do you know how Steve Jobs said like the like the computer is like, is like a bicycle for the mind? Right, yeah. I feel like there's no better analogy than that. Like... Despite all of the problems that we we talk about, computers, in my opinion, are a net positive on society. Sure. And yeah. technology is a net positive in our lives. You know, like, and, and this doesn't mean it has no shortcomings, because it certainly does. In all kinds of ways. But, I mean, I feel like this is, like, generally a good thing. And being able to take this stuff and shape it in a way that makes it better or that reduces its flaws, um, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And there's a lot to be said for how it can help people. So what you're saying then is that, correct me if I'm wrong here, because maybe we don't take that time away from tech is why we're sometimes feeling like just running away and becoming potato farmers in Latvia or wherever? It's why. Perhaps it's why we're 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 returning into curmudgeons. I do feel, I you know, <laughs> I do feel curmudgeonly. That's for sure. But that's always been a thing with me. Um, I do feel that there's, uh, yeah, the the more of a distance that I place between myself and technology, um, the healthier my relationship with technology becomes. Because I'm able to step back and say, like, yeah, yeah, I really don't need all these notifications. I don't care mm-hmm. if, you know, um, <laughs> like, you know, with the latest, uh, one of the, the latest versions of iOS, we got the Apple News app finally here in Canada. And, okay, great. I, I poked around at it a little bit. It's not for me, so that's fine. But I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't do anything about it. And then I got a notification from Apple News. I don't really remember turning on notifications for news, but I'm, I'm maybe I did. And wow, did that send me into some silly rage. I just like, you know, rage deleted the app. Uh, well, it wasn't rage. It was annoyance, you know. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I take very, very strong precautions about you know protecting what kind of you know inputs i have from news media you're not going to push them to me you you don't get to do that you know and that's the thing with notification and just like an inbox of any kind that other people have access to right it's it's just what it is uh is that it's a way for people to push stuff onto you that you then feel at least i do because I don't like seeing those little red circles with numbers in them. I feel compelled to act on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, being able to step back and say, no, it's, you know what, it's actually fine if the only notifications I ever receive are uh, phone calls and text messages 
that's fine. I really, one thing I really do like about, you know, uh, iOS 12 is the ability to deliver quietly. So my, you know, lock screen doesn't get uh, all blown up by incoming email or whatever. But it's still there a notification center if I if I need it, you know? Right. If I want to just have a quick run through and triage email quickly, I can see what came in. Okay, as usual, it's nothing important, at least as far as, you know, personal email. Work email isn't much of a thing because we use Slack. So, you know, it's, it's just like a 24-7 meeting. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, it's not. Uh, but I, I do know that at some companies that that is what it is you know it's exactly that right well i'm i I, i'm i'm really lucky and i i should point that out yeah i feel like uh like glitch is the type of place where they really have like where they would have this stuff figured out yeah i mean we've got we there's still stuff that we need to work on for sure that's that's normal uh but they really do try to be very intentional about what um, what your service level agreement is with respect to company communication, you know, like, like I said, go big and go home. And I find it, I find it funny that we feel this way about notifications and stuff, because we've kind of seen this evolve over time, right? Like we've been, we've been there since the beginning. And like, we've seen yeah. like the arms race of, you know, companies kind of trying to vie for our attention. Yeah. But what, but what really has me worried and something that I that I'm now thinking about a lot is okay, like we're soon gonna have like this other human in our lives who hasn't seen all of this happen, right? And like they're going to come into the world and think like, oh, this is totally normal to have you know like like push notifications for every app, and like I like I don't want my kid to be super distracted and on you know like say on snapchat or instagram or facebook like a hundred percent of the time yeah sure or whatever the next social media is going to be because these companies are really really smart and they know a lot more than us about how our brains work right yeah exactly they're they're building this stuff for just to maximize engagement by becoming addictive you know yeah so not too sure what we're going to do on that front yet but that's definitely something that's been like <laughs> we we should figure this out sooner rather than later you know yeah what I mean? yeah it's uh it's 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 got to be top of mind for sure because that's going to be the new thing you know when i was a kid it was that you know video games are going to turn you into a serial killer so, you know, you should stop playing Contra. Right. Or whatever, you know, or... I, I, I remember that. Yeah, right? That was the heavy metal music was going to turn everyone into murderers. Um, turns out that's not exactly what happened, you know. Um, I mean, it comes back down to a f sort of a focus on being able to get your head straight, I think. You know, and yeah. when you're constantly distracted by the next notification or by like fear of missing out or whatever, uh, yeah, <laughs> how do you? You don't get time to 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 tend the field of your emotional state. Right, you don't have time to reflect. You don't have time to be bored. You don't have time to you know like live with your feelings whether they're mm -hmm. good or bad yeah and i i understand why people want to get away from the bad feelings i understand why we're driven to distraction mm -hmm. you know and when i can't sleep the you know one of the first things i'll do is get up and go to the living room and turn on the tv because it's going to distract me from whatever is causing that low level vibration in my body that keeps me awake you know but that doesn't mean I don't try to deal with it the next day. Mm -hmm. Whew. Okay. Well, that got really deep. Yeah. But I think it's probably a good point to wrap this up. Uh, Frank, anything you want listeners to check out? If you're interested in iOS development, follow me on Twitter at Frankacy. And 
if you want to see my SwiftTO talk, just uh, we'll link it in the show notes. Great. What about you, Angelo? You know what? I I made a little glitch app uh, called Thought Detox that I, I'm gonna put out there. Um, you can visit it at thought-detox.glitch.me. I'm gonna put that in the show notes as well. Uh, it's just a little place for you to go ahead and type in whatever is bugging you, whatever's on your mind that you want to just release and just type it in there. It doesn't, nothing is saved. Nothing is logged anywhere. It's just purely in the browser and then click on release this thought and let it go off into the ether. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have a good week, Angelo. uh, Same to you. See you next time. Right on. Take care. You've been listening to Make Before Break, a podcast about the struggle in doing meaningful work. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you left a review on iTunes. We don't do ads, so if you'd like to help offset our production costs, you can buy us a coffee. Links are in this episode's show notes. Visit us on the web at makebeforebreak.com, follow us on Twitter at makebeforebreak, or send an email to hello at makebeforebreak.com. Make